If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Helena Hunting is known in the fan fiction world as a B&A, big name author. But her story, Clip Wings, garnered a big time publishing deal with Simon & Schuster, a legion of adoring fans, and love and support from other B&As such as E.L. James. But first, before we get into all of that, we're going to solve the great social media and internet mystery everyone's been wondering and talking about, and that is, is it Helena or Helena? So what is it? It's Helena. It's Helena. Yay, I had it right. Mike, one for me. Good job. Good job. It's it's Helena Hunting. It is Helena Hunting, yeah. Welcome, Helena, and thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. So let's start kind of just at, at, at the beginning. You were writing before you kind of started dabbling in, in fan fiction. Is that right, but just hadn't been published? Yeah, I, I was. I um, I think, I've well, I've always written. I mean, that has definitely been something that I've enjoyed doing, but never seriously. It was always a hobby. It was always just something I did in my spare time or, or just as, something to do for fun and I didn't really share it with anyone uh, until I started posting online on fan fiction. Well and you had a big response to was, was it clipped wings was it called clipped wings See, I, I wasn't in the fan fiction realm I wasn't even a big reader I, I kind of came along with millions of other people that kind of came on with the 50 shade craze and it yeah. really introduced me back into reading. Yeah, Fifty Shades has taken the world by storm for sure. Um, it was called Clipped Wings and Inked Armor. So now it is broken into two books. Uh, Clipped Wings is book one and Inked Armor is book two. Uh, so when I posted it online, it was all one story. And it was extremely long. <laughs> it was 430,000 words. And so uh, when we started editing, uh, we took a quite a long, well, not, I guess not too long, but it took some time to streamline it and cut out about 200,000 words. Well, almost half. Yes, yeah, definitely, about half. I think in fan fiction, when you're posting every other week, or uh, which was about how often I posted with the Wings and Inked Armor, you can have, as a serial, you can have some repetition. Uh, just you're reminding your readers what was in the last chapter. 
there might be a little bit of overlap just to help them get up to speed as to where they were. But when you're editing for print, it's very different in all that repetition and, and some of the pieces of the story that I kind of pants my way through um, were streamlined, I guess. Mm-hmm. When were you aware that you had a very popular story? When did that kind of hit you that, hey, this is, you know, bigger than, than a few friends reading it? Um, I guess, I guess I remember when I posted Chapter 6, and I, there were 42 chapters in the original story. And I posted Chapter 6, and I had like 100 reviews, and I was so excited. I was like, oh, people are reading my story. Oh, it's so exciting. And then um, it just snowballed, and then it became a, a 100, became a 1,000, became 10,000, became. So it was, it, it just, all of a sudden, there were a lot more people reading it and a lot more people talking about it. And, and that, that point came and just sort of I looked at what I was doing and thought, oh, maybe people like it a little more than I thought they were going to. Mm-hmm. Well, th- this is how big that, that some of these stories were. Your story, Fifty Shades, I think there, there was a, a couple of them that, that were really big. Um, you know, a few years ago, um, there were, they were yeah. so yeah. big that you, you guys were on Google alerts and and chapter alerts. And when you would post a chapter, just just to kind of give everybody a feeling, but when you would post a chapter, people who were at work, um, they would go into the bathroom. They would take a break and go in the bathroom and read it. If they were on the side of the road, they would pull over and read it. If they were shopping somewhere, they would pull over and read it. So that's I mean, and this was kind of going on around the world. So, I mean, when when you say that, you know, 10,000, you know, 100,000 people read, I mean, it was really a phenomenon kind of happening at this ground level of support. It was was such an – it was. It was so interesting. It was such an interesting phenomenon. And I think it really validates you as a writer um, because – all of a sudden, and you're getting all this instant feedback. That's the really nice thing uh, about having posted online was the instantaneous feedback. People could uh, sign into their account and send you a review or tell you what, how they felt about the chapter or tell you what they liked or who they're angry at. Or, and it was so amazing to have that and to have such um, an outpouring of support. And, and definitely it was, you know, there were funny moments where people would – Tweet at me, or or um, or send me a, a review saying, "Oh, I just hid in my office for an hour so I could read the chapter." And they weren't short either. Like the chapters were about ten thousand words each, which in on paper is about forty pages. So, um, yeah, so people were you know shirking their responsibilities in in lieu of reading, which you know reading is fantastic. So. Well, yeah, that that is just how big it was. I, I've had numerous people tell me that you would be because they, they would really never know when a chapter was going to be posted, and so they would get an alert on it. And if they were at work or they were at the store or whatever, they would stop what they were doing and they would because in, in fan fiction things are released like one chapter at a time, so they would get That's one right. chapter and then they'd have to wait for you to to write another chapter. And then whenever it got done, then you would post it, and that that could be. Any time, it's not a scheduled time, right? 
No, it wasn't. Not for Wings and Ace Armor. I posted another story after that, and there was a schedule for it. So people, it was it was a, every Wednesday I posted a chapter. But it, that wasn't how it worked for Wings and Ace Armor. It was very much a, as soon as I was done, I a chapter, I would send it to my betas, and my betas would edit it, and I'd give it another read-through, and then up it went. So uh, it was really... Uh, raw right it's a mm-hmm. raw form of writing because you're you're finishing a chapter up it goes and on alert and drop everything and leave mm-hmm. it was really i mean it really blew my mind when i heard all of this stuff that was going on in fan fiction and i mean it wasn't just semi-popular it was huge like that so i'm just trying to paint a picture for people who don't know how huge that i mean if you can even wrap your brain around it people you know pulling off on the side of freeways to read, um, people going in the bathroom, people, you know, stopping what they were doing, wherever they were doing, and, and running to wherever to be able to, to read. So it's just absolutely phenomenal. So then that evolved into a publishing deal, um, which is really no surprise based on the popularity of it. Um, where were you when you got the notification that, that, they, that someone was, that Simon & Schuster was actually going to publish Clipped Wings? So it was quite a process, and it, um, it was quite a process. I was, I started out, it was very interesting. So what happened was I, I was approached by an indie publisher, um, and I hadn't even looked at the Clipped Wings and Ink Armor manuscript since I'd finished it. So uh, the, at 430,000 words, it was a huge, daunting task to edit. And so I put it aside, and I started editing something else, and I worked on that. And then all of a sudden, there was some interest, and then there was some more interest because a number of authors' DNAs uh, were being picked up by large publishing houses. And for some reason, my name got thrown in there and someone approached me. And and then I started looking at what needed to be done. And by the time Simon & Schuster came around and said they wanted it, I had edited that story down to half its length and and cut it into two books. So it was uh, a lot of time and energy and really hard work but totally worth it in the end because it is the story I, I wanted it to be now. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get a publishing deal from someone like Simon & Schuster, does life yeah. become all country clubs, private jets, and champagne? Or how oh. radical does your life change or, or not? Um, I think my uh, there's no country club. Um, I, I I live a very normal life. Um, that is very busy. I still have another job uh, that I work full time, and I edit uh, my novels and get all that stuff done on the side. So, um, so you have two jobs now. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do. I do. It would be really lovely if at some point it, it could turn into just one. That would be absolutely wonderful. But in the meantime, this is quite an experience. It's been very, very, everything was very fast with, with Simon & Schuster. It was a, a push to get it out and on the shelves, which was lovely because, I mean, what a wonderful thing to see is your book on the shelf. Um, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
it's been a whirlwind. It's been absolutely, but a phenomenal one. Mm-hmm. Well, let's tell everyone about Clipped Wings, which came out on the 13th of March. For for those who didn't get to read it in fan fiction, like myself, um, I read it. Well, reading is such a strong word. I listened to it on audiobook. It was the first audiobook I'd listened to in about a year. I'd listened to Crusher by Niall Leonard last year when it came out, and then I, I just went back to book form. But then um, I had some credits because I joined that audible.com, and I'm and yours came up, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to this. And Lisa, who we're going to bring on from Fix to Flicks, is a huge Audible um, uh, champion, and she's always she, she reads everything on audiobooks. So she was encouraging yeah. me to read on audiobooks. So I, I got it on audiobook. And so, but Cupcakes and Ink came out in February, and it was like a little prequel or a novella. And, and all of these terms I didn't know prior to um, really getting into the fan fiction author world and, and, and the new world of writing novellas and prequels and, you know, um, uh, POVs. Um, I didn't know anything about POVs uh, in writing mm-hmm. um, before that. So um, And so uh, Clipped Wings came out in March, and then Inked Armor, the second part of that, comes out May 8th. Now, in Clipped Wings, there's you, you write from both, the male and the female point of view telling the story back and forth, right? That's right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, interest, I love Jason Carpenter's voice for Hayden uh, on the on the audiobooks. I think it's absolutely perfect. Um, but, yeah, I, I did. I wrote it from both point of view. I thought it was really important um, for the story to hear both sides. Um, at different points. Both of these characters are highly traumatized um, from events beyond their control. And it it really is a story about um, survival and overcoming serious obstacles that shape our lives. I think when people experience tragedy, um, it changes them, absolutely. I think it rewires your brain in some kind of way, and it shapes your perception of the world and changes that. And, and I really wanted to explore how two people with very different but very uh, traumatic paths uh, could come together and kind of find their way through life with each other. So that, yeah, so that's what Clifton's about, I guess. So well, Hayden and Tensley, those are the characters' names, male and female, mm-hmm. um, are are they based on anyone that that you knew of in life? Did you kind of pattern them after people, or was it, were they just strictly made up characters out of your imagination? I don't know that they were patterned after specific people, but there were a couple of events that occurred or that I heard about in the media that really stuck with me and resonated. Uh, there was um, a wedding. Uh, that took place in a, uh, a temple, and I can't remember where it was, but there were 600 people in this building when it collapsed. And just the idea of surviving that, um, well, and I mean, obviously the trauma that Tenley and Hayden experienced isn't quite on that scale, but the idea of surviving that and then moving forward with, with life was really what I wanted to explore and how someone uh, coming out of deep trauma would be able to 
find another person who would be able to understand kind of where they were at and, and what they've been through and um, would be able to, I guess, move forward with that person. Uh, so no, there's no one I know who, uh, thankfully, who's been through anything like what I put my characters through. Um, but I, I really loved the idea of Aiden um, Stryker as a tattoo artist because I think it's such a, an interesting profession. Um, and he really is an artist in the truest sense of the word because, he, you know, he's very committed to, to the artistry of tattooing and it, and it is quite beautiful. And it's being able to put um, art on someone in, on a three-dimensional canvas is such a talent. And I think uh, I just really wanted to explore that. Do you have tattoos? I do, yeah. They're there's nothing like any anything that I've written about. Definitely nothing that dark. I mean, both Henley and Hayden have some pretty dark tattoos. Um, and none of them are that big because I don't know that I could handle sitting in a chair under a needle for that long. Uh, but maybe I could if it was Hayden Strucker tattooing me. If anyone finds him in real life, you can send him my way, and then I will have a full back piece in a heartbeat. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I have a few. Uh, there's a piece that I really want to get, but I, uh, the artists that I love are in the U.K., and so I need to find one in the Toronto area that can, can put that piece on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, um, having a, a tattoo is, is a, is a um, well, it's, it's a life experience for sure. I happen to have one. I've talked about this numerous times from a drunken girls weekend in Vegas. Um, and I didn't really understand the pain involved in getting a tattoo. Um, so there were seven of us, and we all, you know, someone was going to go first, and obviously one through seven. Well the, well, the first person who went, she was, like, bawling like a baby. I, I had picked out something else. But when I saw her, I went back to the board, and I picked something smaller because I thought, heck, no, I'm not going to go through all of that. Um, but I do remember that... Um, the tattoo artist was very good looking. He was a very good looking guy, and but he took his job very seriously. And here we were, seven you know moms on a weekend in Vegas, and you know one's crying and one's you know panicking, and you know we're typical ding dong girls. And uh, anyway, he there was some things about Hayden that reminded me about that particular guy. I can't really remember his face anymore, but I, I do remember he was good looking, but, but Hayden took his job. So um, seriously, a lot like you were saying that he was a real artist and here we came in um, just wanting tattoos, you know, for a good time on the weekend. I remember him just being really serious and probably thinking, I can't get, wait to get these seven women out of here. Because or maybe he had a great time with you. Who knows? But don't you want to kind of go back now and find out? Um, I'd like to go back and get another tattoo. I don't know that I want to see him because, well, I'm sure he doesn't remember me, but I remember the experience um, very well. But I, I would like to go back and get a tattoo that actually means something now um, instead of just going with the, 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 the panic tattoo at that time. But um, he was very nice to us, and we, and we had a, a really good time. But next time, I think I'd like to, you know, maybe put a little more thought into what I was doing. But I do enjoy it. I, I, I kind of forget it there. It's, it's on my hip, and when I get out of the shower, I'll catch it sometimes in the mirror, and I'll go, oh, my gosh, 
what's on me? And I'll go, oh, yeah, it's my tattoo. <laughs> Mine are all me, but it's just my butt. <laughs> but no, it's just it's just your tattoo. It's just hanging out on your hip. Uh, mine are all on my back, so I don't actually have I don't get to see them. So um, <laughs> unless I look at myself in the mirror from behind, mm-hmm. which is awkward to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I would I'd love to get another piece um, and, and a slightly more expensive one. But that would be some time and some research, and I'm very picky and uh, about stuff like that. So it would have to be an artist that I would have the kind of you know relationship with, where you can talk about the art and you can run ideas and and get a, a really beautiful sketch made. So uh, one day, I hope so. I, maybe in the next few years, I'd like to get another one. Well. Um... I think that's good advice for everybody. Just, you know, find an artist that you can kind of relate to and that understands and, and look at their work for, for one thing and because it's going to go on your body and you want to make sure that they do good work. And, and if there is somebody like Hayden Stryker, I mean, the line would be very, very long because he is just the epitome of who you would want tattooing you. And our bodies would probably be filled with tattoos if Hayden really existed because we would just all stand in line and go back and get in line again for another tattoo because he's good looking and he's he's just a really good guy. But like you said, he's 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 damaged. Now I've had to stop in at the end of Clip Wings. I have to wait for Ink Armor to come out, which doesn't come out until May eighth. And that's is is that the final chapter or will there be another book after that so ink armor is the second half of their story there is so you will get a resolution at the end of ink armor so i I won't leave you hanging again i promise um yes so and it's it's may 8th in the uk that it's releasing and may 13th in the u.s okay yeah yeah and then in june cracks in the armor come out what's what's that I'm excited about Crafts in the Armor. Um, well, I'm excited about Inked Armor as well. I love that story. Oh, I love it's Inked Armor's Hayden's story, really. So we'll, you'll hear a lot more about his past and, and how he kind of comes through this whole um, piece with Henley and, and what happens between them. But Crafts in the Armor is another novella. So uh, just like Cupcakes and Ink is a novella, for those of you who maybe don't, know what a novella is. It's like a short story. Um, So Cracks in the Armor is about Chris and Sarah, and it's told from both of their points of view. And uh, so we get to see and explore a little bit of their relationship. Um, And hopefully in the future, um, I'll be able to to share more of them after after Cracks in the Armor comes out. Well, I, I wanted to ask you, how many books do you have in you, do you think? Because I'm sure you have all these people who really love and adore you, that just really follow you on Twitter, and I'm sure, you know, probably on Facebook and different, you know, avenues. But, um, and, and I'm sure they expect you to keep writing. Is, is, is there more books, you know, in, in you? Oh, definitely. Um, I, I think there's a... An, endless supply of characters in my head that I would love to put into worlds. Um, I have, right now, I have another manuscript. It was the one that I had been working on right before because we said that's done and um, a little bit of tweaking now that I haven't looked at it for a while because that's what I think writers do. Just 
tweak until we are told we're not allowed to anymore. Um, and then I have another story um, that I posted on on fan fiction that is really the antithesis of Swift Wings and Ink Armor. Swift Wings and Ink Armor is really, really angsty. It's a heavy story with lots of emotions. Um, and this other story that I wrote, Misapprehension, is just ridiculous. It's humor. It's about a hockey player. And, um, and it's silly. Uh, and it was tons of fun to write. Oh, I bet. I love hockey. But that would be good. But I really like Clip Wings, too. So I'm really dying for Ink Armor to come out because I like um, a good romance. I like um, resolution. And I like um, I like being romanced through books, you know, so to speak. And your book so far has absolutely 100% done that for me, which I'm not surprised because there wouldn't have been all of this support from the fandom coming had 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 they not liked it because they they are very picky and very vocal. And if they don't like it, they they won't support it. And this, they were 100% behind and people had been after me for a long time to read it. And I absolutely must thank everybody who recommended it because they were 100% spot on. And I recommend it now to other people. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring Lisa from Fix to Flicks on and she has some questions and she's going to be representing the fandom. And I want to thank Kit and Lisa for uh, doing everything they could do to support the show and get it out to the fans through social media as well as the girls at 50 Shades Film and everyone really who tweeted and spread the word about Helena Hunting coming on this show because you do have such a wonderful support base out there uh, in Twitter land um, and, and other places in fan fiction. I'm sure you're just very, very well loved and I support um, and I appreciate all the support that everybody gave us. So we're going to be right back with Lisa and we're going to continue our talk with Helena Hunting. So hold on. Love is like a bomb, baby, come and get it on Living like a love with a red iPhone Looking like a tramp, like a video fam Demolition woman, can I be a
friends, we have a brand new sponsor, Audible.com. You can go to audible.com slash Northwest Prime and sign up for a free download and choose from thousands and thousands of best-selling and new release books. You can also exchange a book anytime, no questions asked. We all lead busy lives, but we can download this free audible.com app to our Android, our iPhone, iPad, Windows, Kindle Fire, you name it. It's easy to take with you on the go, whether you're working out, in the car, cooking at home, on the way to visit a friend, however you want, you can stay up to date with the greatest books in the world through this wonderful library. I recently chose Crusher by Niall Leonard. This mystery crime drama was filled with action. It was like I was watching a movie. The narrator spoke in an English accent, and I just felt like I was right there in London town. If you choose to stay with Audible, it's only $14.95 a month, and you can cancel at any time. At least check it out. It's free. See if it's for you. Tell them Northwest Prime sent you. That's audible.com slash Northwest Prime and get to reading when it works for you. Well, as you know, I read Clip Weems through audible.com because Lisa has been pushing me for years and years. I've actually read two books now on Audible. It's really not reading. It's more like listening to books. But it's, it's actually really great because I like did my housework because it was like downloaded into my phone and I just put my earphones on and I like clean the house and listen to clip wings and cupcakes and you know tattoos and sex and all oh, that was a bad man I'll tell you I, I, I got my housework done lickety split but we we have a question coming in so I wanted to ask you Helena from Vanessa she wants to know that um, she had to google some of your piercing terms and is this a world that you are familiar with <laughs> um well, that's and we know, and we know which one she's talking about, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do know which one she's talking about. Um, you know, I am going to have a hard time responding truthfully to that question. Um, I think I did a lot of research on piercing when I wrote Clip Wings and Ink Armor because I wanted to pick all the right ones, right? And, and you know, I, I'm like a, most women, I'm going to talk around this question, um, like most women, I have my ears pierced. I had an industrial, but I, it got, yeah, I don't know, I'll, I won't tell you the story about my industrial piercing. But um, the, oh, that's the one we want to hear. <laughs> no, you don't. You want to hear about my industrial? That's in my ear. <laughs> that's not important. But but the apodabra, that's what we're talking about, the apple. Um, so I clearly can't have one because I am not a guy. However, I did a lot of research on what ones are the most rewarding, and this one made the most sense, right? Um, and I just before we came on back on air, we were talking about how um, people with me this stuff will look it up. And so I had had this conversation with my mom, and I said, don't read the book. And she <laughs> said she was going to read the book. And I warned her, again, not to do it. And uh, then I also warned her not to wiki the things she didn't know about because there are images that come with them, very clear images that, that accompany those children. <laughs> she, Vanessa, I'm hoping she didn't. Yeah, yeah I hope, I'm hoping she didn't wiki them. But, yeah, so... Um, I did lots of research. Well, I'll tell you. Well, I 
I, I think it does. It says it was the, uh, um, uh, Vanessa says it was the industrial she had to look up. I, I, I will oh. say from, from, from my end, um, my husband passed out when we were getting our blood test. Back in the old, back when I was, you know, a young girl, you had to actually have a blood test to get married. Um, now you can marry whoever. But um, back when, you know, back in the old days, you had to have a blood test. My husband passed out. So right then I knew, like, there was going to be, like, no piercings, no tattoos, no nothing for him. He's just, uh, you know, and he's a pretty manly guy. I mean, you know, he's, you know, in the reserves, and he flies all over the world doing manly things for the military. And But uh, don't, in fact, let this be something to, to Al-Qaeda. If you ever capture my husband, all you have to do is show him a needle. He'll pass out or tell you everything he knows because um, so an industrial or whatever else is going on with Hayden is, is, is not happening in my world. So I can only read about it. So thank you, Helena, for doing all the research for me. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Too funny. But well, got, thanks for having me on the show again, guys. And we're, I was glad you cleared that up too. I don't know how many times Laura and I talked, and we would be—I don't know—is it Helena, Helena, Helena? So we're glad <laughs> to get that. Um, well, I mean, obviously, I was—I was telling those guys when you were off there that I had my little notes here that you know Kit helped me get some questions together, and we've gotten some stuff from from followers. But you asked like fifty percent of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> we still have some. Well, you know, we talked. We touched on. You know, obviously, we know that you came from Twilight fan fiction, and mm-hmm. that whole transition from going from fanfic to mainstream. And you mentioned, you know, about that you had to streamline it in the editing process because it was so long. I mean, can you, like, people that that read it as fan fiction? I mean, I, we hear that a lot. Where they're like, they're so worried that that story that they love is not gonna, you know transition over and be the same story. Um, and I, in having mm-hmm. read it now, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, that's not the case. I mean, there is, there has been where I've read one where it was like it was, it was cut up so much that it was like, oh, it kind of felt like the heart was gone. But, I, you know, I can definitely vouch for the fact that, that didn't happen with yours. Um, was it hard to let go of some of that, though? Or, or how, what do you think that, that uh, fans will notice the difference the most? Um. Well, there's there's um, there's a, a huge huge theme um, that was in the first the original draft uh, that is like cut completely. And there's a the whole part where Tenley ends up in the hospital um, because of uh, some events that happen. And that, this whole chunk, it's like forty thousand words. Uh, but, I mean, I cut 200,000, so, you know, in the penis, mm-hmm. that's big of a deal. Um, but I think cutting that part was hard but necessary because these two characters are already so traumatized, and if you add any more traumas in their lives, they're going to just end up in a psych ward, and that's going to be the end of it. So so mm-hmm. something just kind of needed to go. I was, yeah, there was fear, of course, that I was going to alienate my original audience. Um mm-hmm with the new version of the book. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it was so long, and so many things just needed to be uh, restructured. So I, I spent a long time um, with one of my, my friends and a very wonderful, helpful editing. She's just a magic, um, Alex. And she and I went through and we did, uh, it probably took me a month, to 
create a brand new outline um, for both stories so I could take all the pieces that I really love of the story and keep them and then take out and cut out all the stuff that really wasn't moving anything forward anymore. Why do you think, Helena, that we women like to read about bad boys so much? Um, because we just generally don't marry them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah, we know, don't, don't, right? No, we, we, no. We, we don't marry bad boys when, when, when push comes to shove. No, I think, and I think that's true. I think, well, maybe, maybe some people do. Um, but I think bad boys or... Hayden Stryker is the illusion of a bad boy. Well, I mean, he has a has a pretty dodgy past, and he's done some things that, uh, you know, most of us haven't. Um, but underneath all of that, he really is a good person. It's the external appearance, I guess, versus what is really on the inside. So when I look at Hayden projects an image because of how he looks, because he deviates from the norm, um, and I think it's the deviation from the norm that makes him so alluring. And then underneath that is this very tortured, tormented person who's very sensitive and very intelligent and really very kind. Um, and I think that so we, the idea of the bad boy, but then it's underneath it all. He's still not that mm -hmm. bad. That, really that was... That's exactly the word I was went for too. I didn't. I don't like think of him as a bad boy as, as much as tortured, and a bad boy comes like, like judging a book by the cover because of all his ink and the and the piercings and stuff. So he and he there's a reason that that obviously he has that, and that's why people should read it. But uh, yeah, he's very much a tortured soul. And I think that that's also appealing to a reader because you know, not that you want to fix them, but you definitely want to help them get to that point. And she's just as tortured as him, so you've got. You know them both to to get through, but that was one of the things too. I, Lori and I talked about when when I when I was talking to her about reading it. You know because uh, you know angst is a big word in the in the fandom too. That you know I was always reluctant. I don't like to not have a happily ever after, or it's how it's really angsty, and you know so some things are really tough to read, and, and I kind of shy away from those. And that's what Lori was going to get in New York. She's like, oh gosh, she was like emailing. Please tell me, <laughs> you know. So, but it, but it sounds like you know you did, if you took out that one thing that you touched on, which I didn't know how much we want to give away, but um, you know that did lead lead to some of the angst. So I mean, it's still angsty, but but it, there's still a, a lot of beauty in their story. I well, think. You know, part yeah, I think. I think the. the that one piece came out, but I think the, it's still an angsty story. I don't think you can't mm -hmm. have two people with such tormented mm -hmm. past not have angst, right? Because you're, you're fighting to create a new life out of a, a world that just in a lot of ways will never be the same um, because of the experiences that both of them have gone through. But I think in finding mm -hmm. each other and in being able to to learn how to live with their losses, um, mm -hmm. that I think that's you know the it's the overcoming that that I think is. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and, mm-hmm. and, and there's some light moments in, in the story. Um, you, you're, you're, you're really good at kind of keeping us on this, you know, emotional kind of a roller coaster. Just when we think we can't take it anymore, you kind of lighten up on us, and then we kind of, you know, coast for a little while, and then you kind of bring us back up, and then, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, what's going to happen? And then you kind of, you know, let us coast again and, and you know, have a little bit of joy, and um, which, you know, makes, makes for a great book. I, I wanted to kind of touch on the fact that how the cupcakes because you know mm-hmm. the, the name of the first book is um cupcakes we so we, 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 we've got the novella so we've kind of talked on the eat <clears throat> portion of it but but there's a cupcake portion to this to this too and, and you wouldn't normally think of tattoos and cupcakes all kind of in one world no, no, you, no. You normally wouldn't. They, they just, they don't really seem to go. They shouldn't, I guess, in essence, go together. But in terms of, Hayden is such an intense character. He, he just everything is all or nothing. He's in a hundred percent, and he's just he's kind of an overwhelming guy. And he has this ridiculous affinity for cupcakes. <laughs> just he can't. He's like a kid. He can't control himself when it comes to cupcakes or Tenley, really, which is, you know, we learn this as we go through the story. He just doesn't have a whole lot of control when it comes to those two things. Uh, and and I think it just, the story needed, because it's such a heavy story at times, needed some comic relief. And those cupcakes can provide it because he's just mm-hmm. so silly about it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite kitten? cupcake? Yeah, Mine? And the uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah, and TK. TK is very important mm-hmm. character in that story. Um, my favorite cupcake? Oh, I, that's hard. I'm not a big chocolate cupcake fan. I'll take anything with vanilla or like a mango or a strawberry icing. or I just I love cupcakes. They're good. I don't know. There's this place in Toronto, and it's got this I, cupcakes I do, or I do cupcakes, and it's got the best buttercream icing I've ever had. And it's oh, and it has coconut in it, and it's absolutely phenomenal. No, I'm not for good. cupcakes. I it is. It is. <laughs> well, do your fans? <laughs> well, do, do do your fans bring you cupcakes? Um, uh, no one has sent me cupcakes in the mail. However. I do have a friend named Tracy who, uh, like, I adore. She's absolutely lovely. And every once in a while, um, especially on my birthday, she'll send me cupcake-inspired stuff. So I have have cupcake notebooks, and Mm -hmm. I have a cupcake apron, and I have cupcake dental floss, and just all sorts of super fun cupcake stuff. And and, uh, I try and, yeah, yeah, I I like cupcake stuff. it's, well, does your husband now try to seduce you with cupcakes? <laughs> um, I think it would be the other way around. Uh, I maybe I would be the one doing that. Um, yeah, no, he doesn't bring cupcakes home very often. But then I'm picky, so <laughs> so sometimes it'll just be me making them. <laughs> I'll throw it over to you, Lisa. Okay, I yeah. I'm crossing off questions as we go. Cupcakes was one. <laughs> well, I know part of this we touched on in when we, we, you know, thanks again for letting us interview you for the blog when we were doing the, the blog post. But um, I always find it fascinating because um, I do some graphic design 
you know, the whole cover process. And your covers are so striking. I mean, they just, you know, they stand out. They don't look like anything else on my shelf. And you want to talk about that and that whole process and how those came about? Sure. Um, I would love to. And thank you for having interviewed me for your blog. I, I was mm-hmm. honored and I'm just so pleased that um, that you're here on the show with me. So oh. when we were do- doing cover design or we started talking about cover design, I had some very specific ideas about what I did not want. Um, and then, but you, you know, you have to really go into it with an open mind and Simon and Schuster just, such a phenomenal job um, taking the three pages of notes I made on cover art. And um, my agent, though, talked to me, um, Brooke Sherman, and, and said, you need to cut that down. And so I did because he told me to. And uh, so they went in with, like, a page of ideas and stuff and, and kind of what I visualized. And I'm by no means artistic. Like, I can draw sick men. Um, so I had no real uh, good drawing capacity to kind of show them what I would like, but they, I found some sector art wing online and they, uh, and kind of sent those to my editor and said, this, I think these are really cool and is there something we could do? And then really Simon and Schuster ran with it and they just created mm-hmm. these beautiful covers. And I think I, I really loved um, how they're almost, negatives of each other. They're an inverse, you know, clipped wings and yeah. armor. The, the yep. background in clipped wings is very dark, and the wings are very bright, um, and almost like they're on fire, which is kind of, you know, when, mm-hmm. we, when we hear about Tenley's tattoo, it's very much right. like on right. fire. Um, and then the inked armor being, you know, the light in the background, the, the it's almost like a sun sunrise or sunset, and the very dark wings, just kind of as we look through um, Hayden's story and, and how he kind of manages to get past his own past so that he and Tenley can find it. Yeah, I, so, even like just, I'm holding, like I got things in my hand, because a lot of the books are glossy, and this is more, it's got like a texture feel to it, which is just, there's just something, I don't know, just makes it, a little grittier, which just it just really works for the story. I just I really like the way they turned out. So I'm yeah, like, it's really it's a matte cover and it has mm-hmm. it has that painted that painted feeling. Yep. It's very it's very artistic, and I I love yep. what they've done with it. And I love the back of the book too. I think that they just yeah gorgeous gorgeous work on the back. It really is. Um and and Ink's armor is really nice. <laughs> So that's, even though, I know with the people that, with the audiobooks, which we talked about, I mean, I'm just a, an audiobook addict, and I'm trying to, I just, I can't hardly read anymore now that I do the audiobooks, but I will still, there's just books I have to have, you know, for my, it, that's why I have, I have these too, so we got the arts, which were great, but I still wanted to, to get the hard copy to have in my, my stash, so I'm, it's just a beautiful cover. Um I love, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love them. I think they're going to look pretty side by side. Yes, very much so. Um, another thing, too, you know, with the names, I know we talked about um, with having to change names. Um, what were the significance? Mm. I mean, how did you go about picking Hayden and Tenley? Um, I, I liked the intensity 
of Hayden's name because uh, Stryker is really hard, hard name, and uh, it kind of encapsulates who he is as a person, right? I think he is his exterior is very harsh. He he comes off as very <clears throat> hard and closed off and not um, approachable. And so I think his name is really a, a reflection of that. And Kenley, I liked the name. I thought it was different. And she's such a unique, her circumstances are so unique. Her her situation and is just unique. And I, I, I thought it was an interesting kind of fun name to go with. Yeah, that's why I always like to ask that question because it's, I, it is, and I, I truthfully never heard of it, and I, I, think, I think it's a very cool name. I could see people like, you know, people read that and like, ah, I mean, there's going to be some babies born that are be named Kenley, and I just know it. <laughs> it's just a cool name. I, I, that would be really neat. That would be kind yeah, of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, let's talk uh, about, speaking of Hayden, let's talk about your muse, Stephen James. About, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So I have to thank um, Midi and Sosa from SMI Books for uh, you know, showing me Hayden Stryker or, I mean, yeah, Stephen James. He's so beautiful and perfect for this character. He's just incredibly intense. He's got gorgeous tattoos. He's a mm-hmm. football player or a soccer player if, if you're um, living in Canada and the U.S. And he is just stunning. Like, he's just a stunningly intense man. So, honestly, prior to him, I think I had this, this um, the Phoenix design that Hayden has on his back. All I had was this um, absolutely gorgeous tattoo from a site called Chopper, um, Chopper mm-hmm. Tattoo. And it's just, it's, uh, it's their logo. It's gorgeous, gorgeous body with this absolutely beautiful design. Um, and that was, was really all I had. Uh, what was the name of the site? Oh, Chopper Tattoo. Chopper Tattoo sure. is this, so they have fantastic designs. So if you go online, okay. you can, we can check it out. Chopper Tattoo is, um, at, at least the last time I checked, it's this fabulous Donna. phoenix. And, and there's, a, there's a front and a back to it, so you can see the entire design. So this really, mm. it was, that was, when I was designing or writing Hayden's design, uh, for readers, that was what I envisioned. But I mean, mm-hmm. Stephen James is just covered in ink, and he has just this in the, his back tattoo. His full back piece is phenomenal. His artist must—I I don't know who his artist is, but he's amazing, or she, whoever oh. this person is. Because oh, yeah. that that skull on his back is just absolutely stunning. The detail is so incredible, and it is very dark and it is very gorgeous and so too i mean he just I, you know and you can see a progression in him you know um the tattoo he keeps adding like even not the way he's done i don't he must have a high threshold of pain i don't know how he likes those ones on his back I I think think so. like, oh, oh gosh but, yeah no that, do you think that so you have never you've never had any contact with him have you by chance or do you think he knows that he's no, just kind of synonymous right know. now with Hayden? I, I'm not. I'm not sure if he's aware that he's my our poster boy for Hayden, but um, I, I'm very appreciative of all of the photography and his modeling career um, yeah. because there's lots of room for art and yeah, 
Very nice I would think it, with, with the way Google works these days, if he Googles himself at all, it's got to turn up because, <laughs> you know, we all use him so much in our in the graphic designs or, you know, when it talks about the book or quote, quotes from the book. He gets used a lot that way. I would, well, so they used to get the girls from Love in Vegas to get him to show up for the convention you're going to. Oh, my, I can't even. <laughs> they have a hard They have all know. their connections with the models and stuff. Did you go to Love in Vegas Maybe. Last, the last one? Or is this your first one? No, no. So this will be my first Love in Vegas this year in October on the 24th and 25th. will be the first um, Vegas, the first time I've ever been to Vegas, in fact. Um, oh, wow. Which I think is, I know, isn't that crazy? Um, yeah. I'm bringing my husband with me. I, I said, you're coming. We're going. We're going to Vegas. It's going to be fun times. And, uh, yeah, so this is going to be, and it will only be my second author signing conference because the first one will be RT, um, so Romantic Times Book Lovers Convention uh, in May. So yeah, that's the first in May. Time. Yeah. That's a big one, too. Yeah. Like yeah. It is. You'll it have is. a lot. A lot of your buddies are going to be there. Aren't, a lot of your. All my peeps. All my people, yeah. all my friends, they're all going to be there. I'm really excited because yeah. I get to, you know, I think the interesting part is you're part of an online community. And I, when I started posting in 2009, and so that's five years ago. So I have mm-hmm. these, all these wonderful, amazing connections with these incredible women who I have, in quotes, known for five years. But mm-hmm. most of us have haven't had the opportunity to meet. So I get to meet mm-hmm. some pretty amazing women, like I'll get to meet Deborah Anastasia. It really is mm-hmm. the reason I started posting Quick Wings in the first place. She was the one who read the first two chapters and said, you should post this, and then I did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, and so it's very exciting. And I'll get to meet Alice Clayton and Nina Vaughn mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and Bossy, who does my blog tours and PR for me. She's fabulous and love her bit. Um, oh, we, we all love it. We all love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's amazing. Um, so I, I feel really fortunate. Oh, and um, yeah, I, I just, I, I just feel really fortunate. Well, the list is huge. I just think oh, he's getting. I mean, obviously, we know um, Eric is going to be there too. But I, I just yes. think the list is just so cool. Up, you know. Yeah, yeah. And she's going. Well, I think because Chris isn't. Um, I want to say C, but. Christina Hobbs, I think she's she's there too. I think she's on the pa- on a panel and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's just Chris, it's going to be really Chris fun for you. Like be I said, there. yeah, is Lowe going to be there? I didn't know if she Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, oh, maybe Lowe isn't, but I know I know Christina is going to be there. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, I get to. It's going to be so cool. They're all on the bus tour, right? Yeah, Bells on Wheels, that's it. That looks like it's going to be in what a What a whirlwind. That's going to be incredible. And Emma Chase uh, is on that as well, and she's oh, just such a lovely yeah. author. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm I'm excited to meet a, a lot of these women. Um, Have you met oh, Erica yeah. before? No, no, I haven't. Um, I haven't had the honor, and she's such a lovely, you know, she's so lovely, and it'll be really nice to, if I get a chance to get close enough. Um, to, to say hello. Uh, she's, she's going to be a busy lady, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, as, as are you. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll see. Well, I, I, that would be nice. It's, it's just going to be so nice to meet um, fellow authors and readers. It's, it's going to be a great opportunity. 
I have well, a couple of questions, Linda. That, that, oh, oh, I, oh, I just want to read a couple of questions that, that came in. Someone wanted to know if you have any pre-writing rituals. Pre-writing rituals. Cleaning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I need my space has to be um, organized, and I'm looking at it right now, and it's not. And it, it's, uh, So I, I, for the first time, I have my own actual writing office. And so I have bookshelves, and I have all my, my books from my peeps all on my shelves, which is really cool, and my own, which is kind of neat. And then I have, I outline everything now. So one of the things that I learned after writing Cliff Baines and painting 430,000 words is that I can't do that. Um, so everything is outlined on a whiteboard, and I have... Um, all my deadlines and all my my ideas kind of in major themes all kind of written down. And I always have a glass of water and I always have lip balm and uh, and gum. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, Interesting. I don't know if that's weird or normal or but that's part of my process. That's what I do. That's and interesting. Music. Oh music. Oh kind yeah. of music. Um, it depends on the chapter I'm writing. So there was, and unfortunately, this is probably one of the scenes that was cut from the original version, but there's the chapter 17 from the original story. Um, I listened to the, um, She Wants Revenge, the song Tear, Tear You Apart, like on repeat until I finished the chapter. So, but I have playlists. So right now I am obsessed with, the Neighborhood. Um, they're a UK band, and I love their music. Um, it's fantastic. And then if I'm in a sappy mood, I'll listen to things like Christina Perry. But I listen to a lot of rock um, and and some heavy stuff, and I like Tool, and I like The Cure, when I'm feeling particularly, like after I read emo chapter, I listen to the Disintegration mm-hmm. album and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so music plays a, a huge role. It's very influential. Um, in my writing process, definitely. Hmm. Go ahead, Lisa. Very cool. Um, no, I don't know. Was it, I see that uh, Vanessa, she posted the picture of Stephen James's back tattoo for people. <laughs> She's all over. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Vanessa, for posting all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, another person had escalated it, and they said, in fan fiction, you wrote under Hunter Hunting, and now that you've switched over publishing to Helena Hunting, are any three of those names actually a real name? No. <laughs> it's the answer to that. No. No. Um, Hunter Hunting? So, I, I don't know. I think when I started writing under Hunter Hunting, it was uh, – I had – so – Okay, I'm going to back it up a little bit. Right before I started Clips of Wings, I was writing this story. Um, and I got 200,000 words into it and realized it wasn't a standalone. And I hadn't plotted it out very well. And it was really huge. And it looked like it was going to be a series. And the main character's name was Hunter. So when I opened up my fanfic account, I just went with Hunter Hunting. And uh, when I went to um, register a domain name, that was gone because it's all a bunch of hunters. 
<laughs> so amazing. So I needed to make some changes. So I um I, I that's what I I came. That was the conclusion I came to. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, I, I'm I'm going to send you some music to a band called Ninth Floor Mannequin, and uh, if if you like Tool, you'll like Ninth Floor Mannequin. But you, Ooh, we were talking oh. about um, a, a, a little earlier about, you know, how you have to have these huge shifts sometimes in your life, you know, something tragic. Jared, who's, he, he writes jingles in for his, you know, to make money, but his band, Ninth Floor Mannequin, I mean, it's really incredible what, what they do. But he was in a, um, he was just on the show a couple of weeks, I'll just go through this real quick, but um he was hit by a drunk driver on heroin, almost killed. He was in a coma for like oh three God. months, and he, he almost died. But when, but it cleared his mind. When he came out, he wrote this amazing, mind-blowing music, and it's and you can find it on Ninth Floor Mannequin. And it came out of this tragic, but, I mean, where he went to on this whole album really tells a, a whole story, um, but it's really deep, and, it, and it's if you like Tool, um, and there's obviously a, a you know a lot of people who really like Tool, then you'll really get Ninth Floor Mannequin. So I, I definitely want to send you their music because I think you would get it and enjoy it. Jerry's just that would be awesome. And he very lives in cool. Staten Island, so not not very far from you. Oh, oh, very cool. Well, that's I love new bands and I love new music, and, and I always it's always exciting when I find a new one that I that I like. I tend to be the kind of person who, if I really like it, I'll listen to the album on repeat until I know all the words and then I sing them in my car. <laughs> but not for other people to hear. <laughs> I, know, I know how that is. Yeah, yeah. My own my own private show. I don't know when no one else needs to hear that. <laughs> Go ahead, Lisa. Well, I just, uh, you talk about setting up your fans, uh, account was it was Twilight your first experience with the fandom that kind of writing or had you did you read other fan fiction it, or honestly I had never heard of fan fiction until I found the Twilight fandom I, I like it me was either ab- absolutely unheard I had no idea it even existed so what I ha- what had happened is I finished reading the Twilight stories and then I heard that they're about Midnight Sun, right, which is Twilight uh, from mm-hmm. Edward's yeah, point of view. And so I mm-hmm. went online looking for this, right, and then, then found out that somebody had accidentally somebody had leaked it and that, you know, she wasn't going to finish it. But the first, like, 13 chapters were up, and then I was so disappointed because it was, like, it ended right before, like, really good stuff oh, I know. happened. Like, oh, boo. Um, Kit, my co-editor, that's her, she was just, Devastated. That was her favorite. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people that was like so disappointing. Yeah. It, well, I think it, that I don't know if maybe that was a, a a reason why so many of us gravitated towards it. I don't know. That story really, it's mm-hmm. that first love, right? It's how intense mm-hmm. those feelings are, and it's the intensity of um, falling in love with somebody for the first time, and what that's like, mm-hmm. and, and how vulnerable it makes you as a person, right? So, um, yeah, so then I, 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 all of a sudden, I stumbled upon, like, another website, and then I uh, twilighted, and then I found this Twilight fan fiction, and mm-hmm. then I started reading it, and I, there were all these amazing 
authors out there who had these really cool stories that had really nothing in at all to no. Twilight names yeah. there, and they were just awesome. Then some of them were, you know, really emmy, and uh, yeah, and that, that's kind of how that happened. I don't know that I yeah I don't know if people go looking for fan fiction, but I just kind of fell into it. Right? It wasn't something that I had I, I didn't even notice this prior to. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're probably right. I think well that's because you know like like you're going to get to meet with the authors and, and people that you've gotten in over the last five years. I mean that's the same thing like with Kit and we had personal blogs and you know you you find each other through fandom. Ours happens to be Twilight, but um, it's just such a Community. I think I was telling Lori. I would assume that were you were you in on the writing forums with some of those guys because I know they did a lot of word chats and you know that built all yeah, the relationships too. So I think um, there, yeah, and I and I was, and there are you know a number of women who were writers and used to do. They're called WCs. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the name of them was, but like a, you take an hour and you write as much as you can in an hour, and we would all we'd all jump online and and get on there and and encourage each other to write, and it was just such a great community in that mm-hmm. you have these other authors who are doing exactly the same thing as you, and they they have lives outside of this, and and most of the people in it have no idea that they're writing fan fiction, um, mm-hmm. and. And you have this community of people who are really quite generous and giving and um, caring and who all support each other. And it was very cool to be, uh, to experience that. Oh, I think, and that's, like I said, we had that from a leader standpoint, and, we, and I knew that that was going on from a writer's standpoint, too, because I haven't gotten to know some other authors. But, you know, and it's hard to explain to people. I was trying to explain that to Lori, too. You know, it's just, it's just this other you know, world that you guys live in and and it, it, people are so, I mean, there's always going to be the few that are out there just like anything, but the overall, it's just such a, it's just a family experience. It becomes this community and you can't wait to meet people on it. I've met people, you know, traveling, them to Forks and, and whatnot, and just like now you with your conventions, it's just, it's going to be, and the, you'll find that uh, even though you haven't, you know, somebody that you, people in real life say, how can I be your friend, you know, <laughs> you will, it'll be like you had known forever, you know, you'll just pick up right where you left off in conversation, it's just the, it's just the most rewarding experience, it's just been, you know, it's been great, I, I'm, I envy you getting to do that with all those guys, you're going to have a blast. Yeah, I think so, I think it's just going to be a lot of fun, uh, it's just it's so nice to finally be able to to meet these people who have really supported me and I've had the opportunity to support them and we've all kind of, you know, watched all of these wonderful things happen for fellow authors. Um, You know, just watching people have these amazing careers and and doing these wonderful things and writing these fabulous books and and being recognized for it. And I think that's really, that's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Very much so. We couldn't even make that up, really. If, if you were telling a story, like, on the fan fiction community, like, if, if you were writing that, people would think it was totally fiction. <laughs> so it's, it's another one of those examples of truth is stranger than, than fiction a lot of times. Yeah, yeah really I, and, and it's so true, isn't it? I think you just, mm-hmm. until you are in that environment and or in that community and, and have the opportunity to, 
really experience some of the the incredible generosity, like the um, the fundraisers that went on and, and the oh, really yeah. amazing compilations with all these authors throwing in these stories to raise money for, you know, cancer and autism and mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Oh, yeah, the tsunamis. The, it was, I mean, we're talking thousands yes. and thousands of dollars were raised for the fandom gives back. I mean, it was, it was just huge. Um, you know, and not it to was, exclude, yeah. like, like new fans. I mean, it's, it's just the beauty of being part of fandom. Just like, you know, we're on our Fifty Shades side. I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of people that didn't come from the Twilight community, and they've built this, you know, it's the Fifty Shades fandom, and they're, they're finding it. They're talking on Twitter to each other all the time, and, and, and you will get, you know, they'll meet up, you know, people from across the country and get together. And, and just like now with, with you, too, I mean, there'll be people that, as word gets out and you're, and you're, and more blogs are finding you and, and readers are finding you. I mean, you're building a new fan base in addition to your old fan base. And, you know, other fandom and the new fandom gets formed. It's another community. It's just it's just a really cool experience. I mean, we didn't know going into blogging that there were so many book blogs, you know. But people, it's just, a it, again, it's just another way of people to, um, with social media to get to know. I mean, you never would have known authors like that before now, you know, to be able to talk no, to them and meet them. it's astounding, isn't it? hmm I think it's yeah. astounding. I think yeah. reading really brings people together, doesn't it? I think that I, yeah. that's, the, that's the sense that I get. It's reading. It's, the, it's that connection that people have to the characters that are created and our ability mm-hmm. now through social media to explore those connections and to have conversations about it in a way that maybe we wouldn't have been able to prior to to social media being such a huge factor and oh, getting the word so. out, right? Right. And people like well, me, authors like you that are, are active on social media, I mean, it, it, it does go a long way. I mean, it takes time to do that, to stay connected, but it just it means so much to readers and um, you know, it just builds that, that loyalty. So when you come out with another projects, you know, people don't, don't want to jump on it kind of a thing. So, yeah, it's, it's really, I, it's got way more positive to it than negatives, I think, as far as getting everybody's, you know, name yeah. out there. Yeah, I think it's been, I think it's been, as a, from what I've, my experience has been, has been positive to this point. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm quite pleased. Yeah, it's been really mm-hmm. nice. Well, Helena, thank you for coming on. I, I know that, you know, I told you 45 minutes and we doubled that time for you. We kept you on an hour and a half. Oh <laughs> but, we really wanted to, but we really wanted to get to know you a lot better and introduce more people to you. I really encourage people, if you haven't read Clip Wings yet, you really need to do it. Um, you know I'm not a huge reader, so it takes a lot to get me to read a book, and I super enjoy Clip Wings. I am waiting on pins and needles for May 8th to come out so I can read Inked Armor. And I'll probably, I don't know if I'll get that on audiobook or actually read that. I don't, I, I, I can have a love-love relationship now with books and audio, so it's, it's going to be hard to choose. But, but in either event, I, I am going to read it. So it was really just a pleasure and an honor to get to know you better. And we've been talking on social media, but, but there's nothing like actually hearing your voice and getting to know your personality and, 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 and really making that, that one-on-one connection. So I, I just can't thank you enough for coming on. 
Well, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's really been a pleasure. Um, I, I've enjoyed this a lot. It was a lot of fun, and it was really nice to be invited out to talk today. So I appreciate the opportunity. And Lisa, it was really nice to chat with you too and oh, get some greater questions as you well. You too. I'm not, I, yeah, I, I wish Kit could have been here, and she would have loved to too. And again, we, you know, like I said, we appreciate everything that you've interacted with us on the blog and with other bloggers and, you know, getting your stuff out there and with the arts and the giveaways. And we should touch on the giveaway, too, from Fifty Shades Film. That's yes, a big prize definitely. package. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and you can – you want to read it, Lisa? Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if you go to fiftyshadesfilm.net, uh, they're also on Sulia. Um, obviously, they're on Twitter, Fifty Shades Film. But on the, it's uh, the clip, ink, uh, excuse me, clip link that inked Armor Contest. And the grand prize winner will get autographed copy of Clipped Wings and Inked Armor, Clipped Wings and Inked Armor Vanilla Flavored Lip Balm, which is appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and, and now we know why. Yeah. There is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I have some on my desk right now, actually. Um, Clipped Wings stickers, Clipped Wings and Inked Armor temporary tattoos, a special Clipped Wings bracelet, the Hayden Cupcake inspired treats, including cupcake flavored dental floss and cupcake. I saw you tweet that. That was funny. Flavored cupcake. <laughs> cupcake, yeah. Pretty funny. Yeah, cupcake flavored toothpaste. Um, and then there are four. I will be sending real cupcakes. <laughs> four. Can you still hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Four yeah. runner-up winners will receive autographed set of clipped wings and inked armor from Simon and & Schuster, and two additional winners will receive cupcakes and ink and clipped wings ebooks. So lots of wow. chances to win. Wow. Um, you can, like I said, just 50shadesfilm.net or their 50 Shades Film on Twitter and get entered. Looks like, I'm not sure what the deadline Man. is. Uh, oh, there's seven days left, so. Great, yeah. great. Well, there's, there's no excuse not, not to join Helena Hunt's fandom on this one because I mean, they're, they're giving a lot of stuff away. That, that is amazing. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. Ja- well, Jackie and, Jackie and uh, Christy, who run that, they're obviously they're longtime fans too. So they've been, a, been very supportive, and, and I know that they're happy that you're doing the interview today. And we all wish you much oh, success. Oh, they're so lovely. Success. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed chatting with you, and and it's, and thanks so much. And thanks to Fifty um, Fifty Shades Film for hosting the giveaway. Just the it's, the support has been incredible, and I'm I'm very humbled by it. And it's it's been wonderful. So that's FiftyShadesFilm.net, and then they can find out more about you, Helena HelenaHunting.com, right? That's right. That's right. HelenaHunting.com. That's right. All right. Get to reading, people. I'll be right back.
Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audio book. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.